Always Loyal Podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to the Always Loyal Podcast Season 2, Episode 25, Jordan Carruth. What are we chatting about this week? A lot of things to chat about this week on the podcast, Darren. We can recap what happened last week at Snapdragon Stadium against Dortmund. What an experience that was. And how happy was everyone to be back at Torero Stadium over the weekend. Place looked amazing and loyal. Keep on winning. The winning ways continue. And they had a great announcement. We'll talk about that announcement. Some big news to chat about today on the Always Loyal Podcast. It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. All right, my apologies, everybody. The reason there was no Always Loyal podcast last week really stinks when you're a professional broadcaster. You come down with a case of laryngitis. First time in my life that I haven't had a self-inflicted case of laryngitis. But apologies to Jordan, apologies to everybody who subscribes to the Always Loyal podcast, but couldn't answer the bell last week. You know who did answer the bell, though? Jordan. What a great broadcast. JC and JC, Jack Cronin and Jordan Carruth. A Sunday afternoon, back at Torero Stadium. Pitch looked amazing. Result fantastic. 2-0 against Colorado Springs switchbacks. What a week it was, Jordan. So much to catch up on, too. That's also part of the peril of missing out on a week. I feel like we've got a million different topics that we should just rifle through here on this podcast hmm. before we get to our guest. Let's just start with the good times. It, it's good times with SD Loyal right now. Back at home, winning, feeling good. Professional contracts are being offered. Gotta love that. I saw a Toomey Time banner over the weekend. That sign looked incredible. Um, the field looks amazing. We're back at home this weekend against Orange County, looking for your fourth straight win in a row. Like it's just, it's good times around SD Loyal. I believe Jordan, the uh, the uh, the younger folk would say that the vibes right now are kind of immaculate around San Diego Loyal. Would that be the right way to phrase that? Did that work its way into the broadcast over the weekend? You and Jack Cronin are the vibes. Yes, I, Jack Cronin around Torero Stadium. Jack Cronin dropped the vibes. <laughs> what a time to be an SD Loyal supporter, too. You make it through the most difficult, treacherous stretch, at least schedule-wise, playing four consecutive weeks out of San Diego to return back home to face a German giant, both literally and figuratively, in Borussia Dortmund at Snapdragon Stadium. Couple of days later, a rematch from a contentious five-nil beatdown against Colorado Springs. So this is this has been quite a stretch and quite a quite a reward, I must say too. I know that the score line might not have indicated six-nil losing to Borussia Dortmund at Snapdragon Stadium, Jordan, but but I would tell you that that Thursday into that Sunday, what a what a great couple of days on the heels of a great couple of weeks away for SD loyal, not only to continue their winning ways, but also to present the supporters with an opportunity to participate, participate in something that we've never ever experienced quite before. Yeah. It was a really good month of July. If you just want to take it month by month, which we often do here on this podcast, if you look at July for SD loyal one draw, and it was on the road against Indy 11, 
three different wins and a match against Dortmund at Snapdragon Stadium. That's a good month. It's a busy month. It's a very good month. So good. 10 points um, out of a possible 12 when it comes to the league. I know 6-0 against Dortmund, but who cares about that scoreline? I was impressed with SD Loyal during that match because there are several stretches where you can go back like, wow, this is not only is this look competitive, but it was a very fun match to watch as well. Like some of those get really out of hand. We've seen some of those friendlies here in the summer when teams from Europe come over. Uh, some of those can, they can get out of hand. That that didn't necessarily get out of hand. Plus, I don't know if I was really was expecting Marco Royce to play almost an hour plus. Like Dortmund came to play against SD Loyal. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the whole experience was was fantastic. I do wish, you know, well, the one thing you walked out of that building out of Snapdragon Stadium saying was, I, cool. I wish Loyal had scored. You yeah. know, you wish they had put one in the net just so you could say you scored against Borussia Dortmund, who went into the final weekend of the Bundesliga as the favorite to go ahead and win the Bundesliga. And they brought in a ton of support as well. They 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 did not... They did not roll out a B side. They did not roll out a C side. This was not Manchester United, what it did against Wrexham in the same building two nights prior. And Jordan, you and I were standing right next to one another for the majority of this match. And I kept thinking to myself, and I think you and I probably said as much out loud. We're like, this is Dortmund. San Diego Loyal right now is playing Borussia Dortmund at Snapdragon Stadium. Like, what planet are we on that we're watching this? You know, I, I just kept having these kind of pinch me moments. And I really felt like where we were, we had great proximity to the SD Loyal bench that, you know, they also were enjoying it as much as, as you would expect, or you would hope that guys like Joe Corona, who's represented the U.S. men's national team and played internationally and won a Liga Emakis title in an MLS Cup. Like, like guys really seem to be digging it, enjoying it. That first half was competitive. If you only saw the scoreline, you went, well, 6-0, okay, great. And the Jordan's point, we saw we saw Arsenal come to the States and and put a beating on the MLS All-Stars. That one was 5-0. That first half was competitive. SD Loyal, I hate saying that they should have, but they probably should have put at least one in the net, maybe Probably. Two. They should have scored at least one, and you could make the argument for two. Toomey had an amazing look. Conway. Conway had a lot of fun with his moment. I yes. referenced it on the broadcast over the weekend. He came back over after halftime because Darren and I were down there right behind the bench and you could hear Conway at least having a good time with it. He wasn't obviously frustrated in the moment. A little bit later at halftime when things have calmed down a little bit, he had some fun with it. I believe he kind of looked over at his teammates when he sat down and said, who the heck missed that shot right in front of the net? Something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like he sort of cut the teammates off yeah. ahead of them giving He's, him the business because he this said was really what he knew what the teammates friendly, wanted right? to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now he does that against Colorado Springs. I don't think he's he's going to show up and go, oh man, I can't believe I whiffed right in front of the, the right. net like that. But, you know, given that it, it really was such a, a fun time against Dortmund, uh, he, he did have a little bit of that fun spiritedness to him when he came out for the second half and he was subbed off. He sat down and it was very funny because you can tell we've been around pro athletes our entire lives. And you could tell, like, he knew that they were going to be like, bro, come on, man. I, like, oh, what an opportunity. He's like, yeah, I I know. I, I, I know. Like, I, I, let me just get this out of the way now so you don't have to say it. I'm going to say it. But really a, uh, a ton of fun there on a Thursday night. And I'm, I just, I, I do want to say, like, I know that there's a ton of work that goes into this sort of stuff behind the scenes. And I, I'd be lying if I said I knew every last detail about everything that had to happen from ownership 
down through executives, through the president, Ricardo Campos, from Travis Lamprick, from everybody who, who played a role in making that night as memorable and as enjoyable and the planning of it, because you saw Dortmund go on and play Manchester United and they playing, I mean, the, the amount of prep and the amount of planning that goes into something like that, I don't know that it's something I fully appreciated or even still know all the details of Jordan, but I, I do want to give a huge shout to everybody on the SD loyal side of things and the organizers for making that event what it was on that Thursday night, because it was just fantastic and memorable for players, for the entire club and for its supporters and for the city of San Diego as well. Players were swapping jerseys at halftime in that match. Um, it was a memorable moment. There's no doubt about that. The The atmosphere was good. A lot of Dortmund fans showing up. Of course, locals, Chavos looking very, very good in the supporters section. You see loyal fans sprinkled in throughout. Um, I think the stadium has potential. It'll be great when they eventually finish it, I guess. I, the parking lot. What is going on with that parking lot? First time I've been to one of those matches um been to the stadium for a soccer match um it's only the second time i've ever been to the stadium i guess i i forgot like how much they haven't finished there yet but um i thought the atmosphere was fun and then obviously the atmosphere i thought was even better at torero stadium uh lively crowd it was hot it was humid uh no rain on us during the match we did question it it looked like potentially mm. some some thunderstorms could be coming through but um, cruise to a two nil victory. What, what a week and what a month it was for SD loyal. July was very good to San Diego loyal. And now we're into August, Darren, getting ready for orange County. Can I just finish up real quick on Snapdragon stadium? Because I also want to give a shout out to the Dortmund players and to the loyal players who were there because they were super interactive, fan friendly. Not that we haven't come to expect this every single week at Torero stadium with autographs, pictures, selfies, but the Dortmund players, we saw a bunch of them. We took a bunch of pictures, whether it was Gio Reyna, their goalkeeper, a bunch of other players. They were, they were, they were giving away jerseys. They were giving away all sorts of stuff. They were signing autographs, taking selfies, doing all sorts of stuff for the, for the people that were there, for the yes. fans that were there in attendance, including by the way, San Diego Padre shortstop Xander Bogarts. For the fans that were there, uh, they they really, you know, they had signs, hey, can I have a jersey? Hey, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have the other thing? And almost across the board, Jordan, we saw players from both sides interacting with the fans in ways that you just don't see given given the stakes of a regular season match or what mm -hmm. have you. So, like, I, I you know, that that's something maybe that you didn't see on television or you didn't see if you went to it, but we were right down there and we saw that happening constantly in the first and second half of that match. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the ones that really stand out, Dortmund's goalkeeper saw a sign in the stands of someone holding up his name saying, I would love to swap jerseys with you. He came over at halftime and started to do that, quickly realized maybe he shouldn't give up his kid at halftime because who knows what's going to happen in the second half. Probably not a good idea to give it up. So he he started to give him, the fan, his uh, his kit. And he said, you have to be here after the game. I promise you I'll come back. I'll sign something for you now, but don't move. I'll come back. I'll give you the kit later. And that's exactly what he did, which is, yeah, right. that was, that was It'd be very easy moment. for a player to be like, I I'm focused on other things. It slipped my mind. I forgot to go back to this random spot to give this random person the Jersey they're asking for, but he made sure to remember. And I think that, that, that was, was a pretty awesome. funny moment. The keeper started taking it, it, his shirt off. He's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll give it to him. Then he sort of stops halfway through. He's like, you know, I might need this in the second half. Yeah. So why don't I come over. back? I'll I'll come back to you in a little bit. It was a very, very funny moment that you and I had a chance to see. And I really think too, it just, you know, it 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 was 
a perfect segue from playing four consecutive weeks away to, to getting back into Torero stadium again, because we saw the players, we saw how much they were enjoying that. I'm not saying like, like they tried, right? Like it was physically, uh, um, <laughs> and it was interesting to watch physically the dynamic between Dortmund and SD loyal, but Joe Benny, Alejandro Guido Conway, who you just referenced there, you know, it, it allowed them to, to just, you know, to enjoy it, like to really, truly enjoy playing, participating in a match at Snapdragon Stadium, whether that had anything to do with the 2-0 win against Colorado Springs, a team that they had just beaten 5-0 in the final game of the road trip, Jordan. I'm not sure, but it just felt like, like it was a little bit of a break. It was a little bit lighthearted. Maybe, you know, clear your mind a little bit. And then boom, Sunday afternoon, three o'clock, Kind of a warm day in Southern California, kind of a humid day, back to business, 2-0, three consecutive clean sheets for Coke Vegas. It was fantastic. Man of the match performance. I posted on Twitter his, his heat map. I don't really do the heat map stuff, but when you look at his average positioning and you see that your starting goalkeeper, his average positioning is not only outside of the six, but outside of the 18-yard box, it's kind of a crazy thing to look at how he's played your observations, different view when you're in the broadcast booth. Tell us what it was like in the broadcast booth. Anything that really stood out to you from newcomers to how they played to man of the match kind of performances from Coke Vegas to the goal scored by Joe Corona, who doesn't score a lot, but boy, when he does, they're memorable. Ronaldo Demus comes on. He puts it away in the 92nd minute. What did you think? Yeah, my takeaways leaving the broadcast booth yesterday or on Sunday was just really happy to be back at home. The field, I thought, looked incredible. It just looked like you were watching this perfect picture and a game was happening out there on the field. Um, Corona's goal. But I, I think the most, the performance that stood out from my vantage point the most was Coke Vegas. And I think maybe even more so um, just because obviously doing a broadcast, you're locked in, you're focused, you're looking at all the nuance. It was just crystal clear how impactful Coke Vegas was in that game. He was everywhere. Colorado Springs should have scored in that match, but Coke Vegas was in it and he stopped everything, everything. And he stopped a few shots that he probably shouldn't have even stopped and he found a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, this this will sound a little bit more profound than it probably is given that we're in what, season four of SD Loyal's history? Season four, season five, where's the time gone? But he's just the best goalkeeper that we've had a chance to see. I mean, with all respect to, to you know, Kempen, to anybody else who we've seen, he's just the best goalkeeper that we've seen here. He's just, he's doing things that we haven't seen other goalkeepers do. Maybe a little bit of that is Nate Miller. I'm not sure. And the way Nate Miller wants his goalkeepers to play, but but he's just the best that that we've seen. And I mean that respectfully because we've had good relationships with other goalkeepers here in San Diego, guys that would stop by our set and join us post game guys that we would interact with on this podcast, but he's just, he's the best that we've seen. He's a ton of fun to watch. You know, he reminds you of, of, of another Spanish goalkeeper who's always been a ton of fun to watch. So uh, I, I really do. I get a kick out of watching that guy and, and loved it against Dortmund, you know, a couple of weird moments there. Uh, you know, and then obviously man of the match, five saves, three in the box from Coke Vegas uh, this past week. So just just phenomenal. And plus, we also got to see some players that we've not seen in person, whether that was Guzman or some of the players that were subbed on late in the second half. I'm going to leave the pronunciation to you. A couple since of you were in there. the broadcast booth. But yeah, there, there were some really, really good performances across the board and good to see a little bit of depth built with the squad, too. To go back earlier in the week, how cool was it to see guys like Xavi and Duran Faree getting minutes against Dortmund? Right. 
You think oh, you think Duran had a moment there where you know there's this free kick and it's it's Marco Royce standing over the ball from you know 20 yards away or whatever, and Duran Faree standing there and goal. You think he had a moment where he's like, How did I get here? Like what what a, what a, wow, like what a moment this is for me in my career. What an unforgettable now, obviously, Royce he scores. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what a moment that must have been there. That 30 seconds, you know, when the ref places the ball and the whistle blows and Duran's in that. And, you know, there's Marco Royce standing over it. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, and don't confuse what we're saying. Duran Free didn't start celebrating for Marco Royce's goal against him. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is you ask Duran Free five, 10 years from now, the moments, the memories mm-hmm. from that match give me something specific. I can promise you. That free kick from Marco Royce going in the back of the net against him is definitely going to get brought up. He didn't want it to happen, of course. We get it. We get it. But that's something he's going to remember. Xavi's getting ready to join us. We're going to talk about his professional contract becoming official, his experience with Dortmund, um, getting minutes. What was that like? We'll ask him for a snapshot moment as well. There's got to be certain things. Of course, just the experience and being able to say, yeah, I I was able to play Dortmund uh, for my hometown club. That's cool. But I want to know, like, what happened on the field? Was there a certain moment against one of the players where they did something and he's like, oh, wow, I have never seen that in my life? Because um, mm. I'm sure Duran Free, he experienced something for the first time. And that's a, a Marco Royce free kick going in. It was incredible. Like I said, it was really just, just you know, 90 minutes of, of pinching yourself going, am I really watching this? Like, is, is this what I'm watching? But congrats to Xavi Nalati, 18-year-old midfielder, Cardiff by the Sea who had signed with Loyal Select. He was announced this week signing a pro contract with his hometown club, San Diego Loyal. We'll talk to Xavi coming up next. Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more at bluepeak.com. Official credit union of San Diego Loyal. Must meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak. Been excited for this conversation. Xavi's joining us here on the Always Loyal podcast. We talked about the news. We we set it up. We we know the pro contract. I, I'm curious. How were you told? How did you find out that you were being offered a professional contract? Um, I was so I had a meeting with um Nay and Landa, and they kind of just told me, and I was asked if I wanted wanted to do this and continue with Loyal, and I was like, yeah, of course. Um. I want to be a professional in my hometown club. It's just, it's a dream come true to be in my hometown club as a professional. And yeah, it just, just kind of happened like that. Was there ever a moment where you thought maybe it wouldn't happen? Not really, honestly. Um, I was kind of just all for it, like 100%, putting my marbles in all in all basket, in one basket. So... Love that. Love the confidence there. Who'd you talk to though? I mean, and please take this for what it's worth coming from somebody who's 50 years old. Who did you consult? This is a major life-changing decision. Who did you talk to help? Who helped you? If anybody arrive at that decision that you want to be a pro. Yeah, obviously my family, my dad has been around the game a while. Um, He was great to talk to my mom and then also Jack Metcalf. Uh, he helped me a lot with this. He thought it was a it was a great opportunity for me. And yeah, it was, I loved it. He loved it. My family loved it. So uh, I think it was time. 
Well, I want to expand on that a little bit because Jack has been one of our favorites since day one of this club, and he had a great, great career on the field, obviously, Chavi, as you know. But we've always felt like Jack was going to be influential. We know he's on to the next stage of his life and in, in player representation. Is that the connection that you and he have? Yes, it is. And we, we have more of a connection even than that. We're, I mean, obviously we were teammates for a couple of years and yeah, we just built a great relationship. Um, he's like a mentor to me. So it was, it was great to be able to talk with him about that stuff. Well, that's awesome. And there are two other guys, if you don't mind me asking, because, you know, one would be more a contemporary of yours, and that would be the first select player to sign a pro contract in Duran Faree, who's closer mm -hmm. to you in age. But also, you mentioned Landon Donovan. Landon did this, yeah. I don't know, God, 25 years ago, <laughs> you know? So I, I wonder what sort of input you got from somebody who's, you know, who's closer in age and also somebody who went through this uh, far back as, as Landon did himself. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Duran, like we have a great relationship. We're talking all the time. Um, yeah, I, I honestly didn't tell anyone on the team about it that I was going to sign. It was kind of like more of a surprise thing we wanted to have. So like, I didn't get to talk with him before about like his experience. Cause he did it first. Um, but yeah, we, just, we have a great relationship. We're, we're chatting all the time and, and with Landon, I mean, to have him as my first coach and for him to be around, it was just, I mean, he gives me so much input. Um, and just, it's like all the little things that he tells me and all that, it just, it swayed me to signing as well. Uh, you referenced your dad's been around the game. He played an influential part, gave you a lot of advice. Tell us about um, his involvement. Yeah. So he grew up in Scotland. Um, played in the Celtic Academy and then moved to the U.S. Um, around his college years, senior year of high school, and then played collegiate soccer with Fullerton. Um, and then, yeah, after that, um, that was that was the end of his soccer career. And then, yeah, he's – but he's just grew up around it, you know, in Europe and stuff. He knows a lot about the game. And eventually lands in San Diego. You already mentioned how much it means to you playing for your hometown club, playing for SD Loyal. Tell us about your background growing up in San Diego. Where exactly are you from? Where have you lived? And give us a little bit of that setting. So grew up in Oceanside um, until I was about eight years old, I would say. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Oceanside Breakers. That's where I played. That's where my rec career started. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, that's when I moved to surf, and I played there for nine years. Um, Polo Fields is is a spot. <laughs> um, just always grew up playing there, always grew up playing in, in the backyard, always. Uh, I just love the game. I love the ball. I just wanted to play all the time. I, wanted, I was playing at school, at recess, at lunch. I was I was all about it. So you're one of those kids that literally probably growing up was always seen with the soccer ball in some capacity, bringing it to school, bringing it into the class, kicking it against the wall, playing with others, playing five on five, doing whatever you can, never not with the soccer ball. Yeah, I remember in like third grade or something, I asked my teacher if I could bring my soccer ball in the class. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just always, always with the ball. What's your earliest memory of playing the game? 
earliest memory of playing the game. So in my Oceanside house, we had a little backyard, and I would just go out there for hours and just, like, play, like, Real Madrid versus Juventus or something like that, and it would just be only me. I would just create these, like, weird games, and I would just be playing. It was it was funny. Looking back at it, it's funny. It's also got to be fascinating looking back at it. If someone were to tell you at that age, at that young age, that hey, it, you're not that far away from playing Dortmund here in San Diego, that must have been quite the experience, and you probably would have just been shocked by a statement like that. Yeah, I've, I would have been shocked. Um, I mean, playing against them, even like a couple of days after, I don't even think it got to me. I was like. Oh my God, I just played Dortmund, Champions League team, a huge German giant. So, yeah, I mean, that was the best experience I could possibly get. And that by the way, you're not just speaking metaphorically about them being European giants. I and mean, Jordan and I were sitting there right behind the SD Loyal. I mean, those dudes are giants. Huge. The Germans are large human beings. What was it like being on the field with that club? Literally, like physically, what was it like being on the field with them? I mean, did you see Sula? Yes. How could you miss him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously their quality on the ball is just, it's great. Um, but even like their athletic ability, um, the athleticism, it's just, they're so powerful, strong, fast, all that stuff. I mean, they just, they're great at everything. Was there a big speech before that match at Snapdragon against Dortmund? Like, what's what's the energy? What's the tone of the of the club right before you take on the Giants from Germany? Yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't a big speech. It's more just let's enjoy it. I mean, we're all fulfilling like a childhood dream um, for all of us. Let's all enjoy it for ourselves, for the fans, the team, everyone, um, the staff, like. It's just, it's a moment to joy and let's go out and, and let's show them what we got. Is there a certain, excuse me, is there a certain moment that uh, happened on the field that you're going to remember forever? Like I, five, 10 years from now, you think back of that moment, think back of that game. Do you think there's going to be, whether it was something that maybe a Dortmund player had a ball and did something and you're just like, wow, okay, I'm not used to that. Or maybe something you did on the field. Is there a certain moment that you'll always remember from that match? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few. Um, I would just say, like, pressing Oskan, the six, um, his movement is just, it's so hard to, like, track and read him um, to, like, intercept a pass or just press him and win it. It's so hard to be able to do that. Um, another one, I mean, being fouled by by some players like Schlotterback and, and those guys, I was I was. It hurt, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> and then even after the game, I asked for uh, Daniel Malin's jersey, and, and he was really cool about it. He's like, yeah. And then he asked for mine. I was like, actually? And he's like, yeah, of course, bro. You played well. So I got to give a player like him my jersey, and now I get to have his jersey as well. So I'll definitely remember those moments forever. Oh, my gosh. What a moment that must have been for yeah. you. I was going to ask if you would would – Cause I saw a lot of dudes at halftime, you know, guys that subbed out at half going up to Dortmund players and saying, you know, you, me. Okay. Yeah, cool. Let's do this. And I was wondering how that worked at the end of it. I, I mean, what a, what a moment to participate in something like that too. And then have a player from a champions league side ask for your Jersey, dude, that 
Yeah. That, that must have been awesome. As much as I'm sure you wanted to keep that and like give it to you, you know, bring it home and put it, to, you know, for family and such. What a <laughs> what a cool thing that would have been as well. Where I even like you know what I liked? I like war I like watching them warm up. I don't know if you had time to do that because you guys are focused on what it is that you're doing, but like even just watching them come out and just watching them move around pre, like before and at half, Chavi, I don't know if that stood out to you, but Jordan and I were sort of sitting there going, wow, look at look at what the way they go about their business. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see them warm up, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was it was great to watch them. Where where's that Dortmund jersey? Like what do you do with it? I'm gonna probably frame it, put it up in my room. Does who hmm, how do I ask this? Does it get washed before you leave the stadium or does it just go home wet? <laughs> Maybe it got signed. That is a great question. I was in between. Um, I think it's honestly like either way. Okay. I think a couple of players ended up washing theirs. I have not washed mine yet. It's in a little, in a bag. So hopefully that's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the, the smell might be weird when you open the bag at some point. That's that's the only weird part. Yeah. I think it's extremely cool that you have that jersey and that you're going to frame it. That that's going to be something. That's a that's a special thing for you for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I, I, if you don't mind, I don't. I, can we just go back a little bit? Because you know, you were telling us a little bit about being a kid in the backyard, Real Madrid, Juventus, and you told us a little bit about your dad and and your dad's playing history coming up through Celtic which is also so interesting. Um, you know, your name is very unique, you know, like Xavi is, is uh, I only know of one other, and I don't know that there's a connection there with the, the head coach and one of the better midfielders that we've ever seen in a generation. But, but, you know, who did you want to be when you were growing up? I mean, who did you, you know, who did you sort of identify or who did your, your, you know, your dad or your family members identify as, as somebody who you should keep your eye on when you're watching the game? Yeah, there was there was a few. Um, I would especially watch Barcelona um, when I was growing up. I mean, that was I think their best time. They were just so so fun to watch. They had the ball the whole time. Um, and yeah, my my idols growing up were Xavi and Iniesta, both of them. Um, I used to watch them all the time, and I adored them on the field. They were just they were special. Are you named after Xavi Hernandez? I am. Yes. Your your dad named you after the Barcelona legendary midfielder, now head coach. Yes, he did. <laughs> and how long until you realize like like what exactly that means and who that is and and why he did that? I don't even think I have realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no uh, pressure. We're gonna name you after one of the greatest midfielders yeah. in the history of the sport. Good thing I, I wanted to play soccer. Otherwise, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, so SD Loyal didn't exist when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. So I, maybe Barcelona is the answer. What what clubs did you watch growing up? Who who were you when you turned on television early in the morning? On a yeah. Saturday, Sunday, who are you watching? I was I always watched the Italian league. Um, not a lot of people watch that that league but i was always a juventus fan um and, and yeah i would just i would love those games um the big uh milan derbies um la liga obviously premier league as well but i would honestly watch more Serie A and la liga than than the premier league are you i mean i would imagine it i grew up here in san diego and when i watched soccer with my friends especially 
at your age, you're playing it obviously very different, but like, that's, that's a situation where like I'm playing FIFA all night and you're essentially just staying up all night because some of those games are so early. But I guess if you're not watching the prem as much, maybe, maybe you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. That's the advantage of watching these La Liga teams now that I think of it. So you didn't have to do those all nighters. Well done. Well played. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I watch more of the Premier League now than when I did. Okay. So and now it would be more early mornings. So what's next? I'm curious, like, what does this mean? A pro contract? I know what it means by like what, what changes and what, like what the contract represents, but what does it represent to you? And like, where, what's the big goal for Shabi? Like what, what's next for you? What's next for me? Um, obviously I eventually, I want to be in the champions league. I want to be a player in the champions league and I want to be a national team level player. Um, those are my, my big goals and my dreams. Um, yeah. And then just how to get there. I'm, I'm not sure yet. Um, obviously this is a huge spot to be at first. Um, yeah, I mean, just with the staff that are helping me, they're just helping me and everything. The, the time that they spent with me, um, always after training and the gym, all that stuff, it's just helping me grow a lot. And hopefully I'm able to eventually get to the Champions League and a national team level player. Awesome. And those are such great, amazing, long-range goals for you, Shavi. Tell us a little bit about... Now you're a pro. I don't know that you get treated any differently in training or not by Nate Miller or by the rest of the club, but you got Orange County upcoming this week. Three straight wins, three straight clean sheets for for SD Loyal heading into Saturday night. Tell us a little bit about you know what's what's immediately right in front of you, and that would be continuing this winning streak against Orange County Saturday night and where the club wants to be between now and the end of the season. Yeah, as a as a team, we know our quality. Um, and we really feel that we've been starting to show it in these last few games. Um, and, and we're not afraid to say like, we, we want to be champions. We want to be USL champions. Um, and it is possible for our group and even short-term games like OC, um, obviously it's like a, it's a derby, but I mean, we're up for it. We're, we're ready to go for it. Um, let's what four, five straight wins. If we win that one. That would be huge, another three points, and we still have another game or two in hand. So those are just, you know, short-term goals for the team, and we know we're able to do it. We know our capability. I love it. I love it. And um, the Colorado Springs matchups, I think just the best way to describe it, is, describe it is the fact that SD did a great job of frustrating that team. And I'm sure you can frustrate an opposing team in a variety of ways. And I'm sure San Diego did it in a variety of ways, but that was, that was my main takeaway. Um, as you guys finished it off two nothing over the weekend. Um, I know you didn't get any minutes, but I'm sure we're going to see you very, very soon. That was, um, that was fun to be back at home at Torero stadium after such a long road trip, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the players say like over and over that atmosphere there is just, it helps us so much. Um, even like the players talk about it, you know, in the, in the dime minutes of the game, they're just so loud and it just helps us. It just helps us incredibly. Um, yeah. And then even against Colorado beating them five zero, they want to come back and smash us, but just us able to take that and then end up getting a two zero result and killing them in the first half. I mean, it's, it's great. 
Yeah, it's huge. And I, what something we talked about on the broadcast Sunday was the field. It was a brand new field at Torero Stadium. They just laid brand new sod. Uh, it looked incredible. I'm sure it was great for the players, but I'm sure it was especially great after that road trip because I won't name which player, but one player came over and was talking to us about the conditions of the fields that you guys had to play on on your road trip. And it's not just, hey, sometimes we're playing on grass. Sometimes we're playing on artificial turf. There's like eight yeah. different types of artificial turfs that you're dealing with. It must have looked amazing. It must have looked like heaven walking into Torero Stadium <laughs> and seeing the sod after that road trip. Yeah, um, we trained on it the day before just so we can get a feel it. Um, and yeah, it felt great. It, it was still a little hard just because they laid it down, but it was it was nice. And yeah, to not play on like a turf field that's you know hard on hard on the body. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great, great pitch. Well, well, I'll just close by saying this: congratulations to you, Shavi, and and you, you know you don't you come a long way in like two years, man. Like like. You know, even just preparing for this and looking at pictures of you when you first signed on with Loyal Select and seeing a couple of, of things that you had to say at the time. I don't know if you recognize that because you're living with it day in, day out and just going through the grind of it all. But like, man, like, like it's it's been a pretty rapid process for you over the last couple of years. Something you recognize yourself or you still see that same kid with the ponytail and everything else had going on? Um, I don't think I really have recognized it that much. Um, I know people tell me it. Um, yeah, I mean, on the field, I definitely do see it. Um, but I don't think I have realized it and step back and look at it. Well, it's pretty visible for all of us on the outside and everybody's thrilled for you, my dude. Congratulations, pro contract, everything going well with the club going well for you personally. What a moment for you, for your family. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us on the always loyal podcast. Good luck this weekend against orange County and the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. All right. Great stuff. Great conversation there. Thank you. And congrats again to Shabby. Uh, Jordan, we do it again coming up Saturday night. It's going to be Pride Night at Torero Stadium. 7 o'clock match against Orange County Soccer Club. These are the two hottest teams in the USL Championship, not just in the West. Orange County has won three straight. San Diego Loyal has won three straight. If you're in the power rankings, you can go to the USL website and see how it is. They feel these two clubs are performing here heading into this matchup. This is probably going to be the marquee matchup in the West. It's number four versus number six, but two clubs playing very well. Pride night, as mentioned, if you buy an SD Pride, SD Loyal Pride ticket and hat, five bucks goes to San Diego Pride. This is presented by SDGNE. So Looking we look forward, forward to, it. to it. Yeah, there should be a ton of fun versus Orange County, seven o'clock on Saturday night, Torero Stadium. Yes. And we could tease something, Darren. Be on the lookout this Friday, something new. Tease it, baby. Something new. Be on the lookout. I thought we were going to be able to announce it, but we're not going to announce it here on the podcast. You must wait until Friday. Yes, you must wait talking. until Friday. And it probably plays in in some capacity to the weekend to it being pride night at Torero stadium on Saturday. Absolutely. I don't, I, I think that that people that would listen to the always loyal podcast probably have an idea of what it is, but we'll let the club be the official presenter of what the surprise is coming up on Friday. Speaking of things, Jordan, that we can promote, we have a live podcast coming up on August 15th. Did you know this? I did know this. I'm looking forward to this. 
Lucia Capital Headquarters. Details to follow. We have room for 75 of you. It's going to be a two-hour experience, 6 until 8 o'clock, August 15th. We have room for 75 people to come hang with us. Rumor has that Landon Donovan is going to be part of our experience at Lucia Capital Headquarters. So be on the lookout if you're an SD loyal ticket holder or if you're a supporter of the club. You'll probably see it on the social media channels, an opportunity for you to hang out with Darren and Jordan. And Why are you selling it that way? With Landon Donovan. That's the sell. With, with Darren and Jordan and Landon. No, I don't oh, think you did no? that right. That's I think we need to do that again. I think we have to do it over. Hang out with Landon Donovan with the Always Loyal podcast. A lot of people have Landon cell phone. I mean, I think more people probably have Landon cell phone than have like our cell phone numbers. So, you know, well, this he's is a way more popular than we are. This is a unique opportunity to hang out with Jordan Carruth, everybody. Um, <laughs> August 15th, 6 to 8 p.m. I am looking forward to that. That should be fun. And I, I'm sure we won't be the only ones asking questions in that setting. No, it's going to be pretty interactive. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're still working on some of the details. But uh, again, if you listen to the Always Loyal podcast, you know it's brought to you. If you watch any of the SD Loyal matches, you see Lucia Capital all over the place. So uh, it's great of them. They have some infrastructure there that allows us to go up there and do uh, live podcasts like this. So it's going to be a ton of fun to do it and interact. Uh, especially, you know, given given you know that we're sort of in that stretch of the season, Jordan, where where you're 20 matches in, 14 more to go, middle of the August, beat the Heat, come hang out with us. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun and some details to follow on how you can come and hang with us, and and more importantly, Landon Donovan. Right, He's 6 to 8 p.m. with Landon Donovan, with Landon Donovan. Mm-hmm. Hang out with Landon Donovan. Ask questions to Landon Donovan. Yeah. All right, man. I think we covered a lot. We had a lot to get to. I think we did a decent job of it. Winning ways for SD Loyal. Really good matchup this weekend. Big events coming up. Live podcast coming up this month. We're already into August. July was great for SD Loyal. So pretty good stuff. And how good was Shavi? He was fun. Very good. And he and definitely he had an answer to that uh, question of, is there a certain moment you're going to remember from that match against Dortmund? He was, there's definitely those moments. And as he pointed that out, that bag too, is going to smell terrible when he eventually opens it up. I don't you know what I would air do that out by now. What would you do though? I mean, I would you wash that moldy at that point? Right. Would you wash it? I don't know that. I would yes. Wash it either. A thousand so. percent. Yes. Not even a question. Hmm. You're going to frame it unwashed. We'll ask Maybe. I don't know. Is it autographed? I don't know what the etiquette is on something like that. I I'll always have... wonder that because you see these dudes swapping jerseys all the time. I'm like, what do you, what goes on there? I think I just assumed the club washes those before the players like go home. Well, well we were just talking about the Dortmund goalkeeper who we said, he's like, Hey, hold on. I'll be back. And then he autographed that Jersey before he gave it. So I wouldn't want to wash something that had been autographed. I'm washing it. All right, Darren, I'll uh, I'll talk to you next week. Peace.